This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, hello, and welcome to B2B Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus uh, CPI, uh, as they're also known, removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. If that is something that interests you, you definitely need to check them out. I know I've mentioned this before on other shows, but and obviously they're a sponsor of the show, but honestly, they're only a sponsor because um, I I don't have people that, you know, as sponsors that are not uh, people that I would recommend, and uh, Renee and her team do a fantastic job. They do factoring. They do all sorts of things. Anything financing um, with your business, as well as being essentially your, you know, your credit and your collections department. So um, they can take over all that invoicing stuff for you. It's usually for most folks a big pain in the butt. So um, check them out, Capital Plus. You can find them. Or you can call them. It's eight five 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 two two three nine five one. Just throw that out there real quick. All right. So uh, I am uh, been. I've been derelict in my duties. I have to admit. Um, I've got a whole gazillion questions. Um, that people have sent in, and I know I always ask for them, and I feel bad when I don't answer them um, during the show. And so what I try to do is if I don't answer them during the show is at least email people back with, with something. And a, a lot of times, for those of you who are interested, um, I, I, I'm kind of lazy about typing and writing and all that good stuff, so a lot of times what I do is I'll just record a, a video or an audio recording of answering the question and send it to whoever asked. So if you get one of those, don't think that it's spam. If you email me a question and you get a you know you get a file back from me, um, that's probably what it is. It's probably either an audio file or a video file, uh, depending on my you know mood or that day or if the camera's set up or whatever. But um, so um, that being said, I literally had I was so far behind on this and I had uh, I don't know around thirty or so questions, and so I wanted to pick out um, a, uh, a handful of them and try to go through them. Um, we're probably going to do two shows, uh, two full shows of just answering questions because, again, we've got so many of them. So, um, and those that I have not already answered via email back that we don't get to on the show here, I will, uh, like I said, give you a, uh, some form of response, whether written, oral, or video. So that's something to look forward to, <laughs> maybe. Um, all right. So, uh, first question here uh, comes to us from Paul. I'm not sure where Paul is from. But Paul asks about what are the key areas for, to improve efficiency in my business. Uh, and Paul did not tell me what type of business he has, so it's a little bit tricky. Um, however, I will tell you, and this will be kind of a, a macro overview kind of answer, but nonetheless, hopefully it will be helpful for everyone. So the, the first thing I would suggest is for efficiency is look at what we call key performance indicators or if you're one of the cool kids, we call them KPIs. Uh, I'm kidding. It's not really cool. It's actually pretty nerdy. But um, KPIs, you probably have heard that term before and maybe even kind of nodded your head and acted like you knew what it was and maybe you didn't. That's okay. Um, I'm about to tell you what it is. So, again, it's just an acronym for KPIs, uh, Key Performance Indicator. And literally it can be different for every single business. It's not like there are there are five key performance indicators and you should memorize them. They're going to be on your test in a week. Um, they're different for every business, and that's why they're so powerful with efficiency and improving efficiency in your business. Um, I see, and so uh, there are tons of examples. There can be uh, 
financial KPIs, and that could be, you know, ROI. I'll throw out some more acronyms at you, so I sound like I'm I'm cooler than I really am. Uh, ROI, return on investment. That is that can be considered a KPI, a key performance indicator, depending on your business. ROE, return on equity. Um, again, depending on your business, that might be one of your your uh, KPIs. More specifically, that would probably be uh, more apt for some of the listeners of the show are more service-related things. And I'm going to tell you about one that I think will hit um, a vast majority of you in a minute. But first, I want to talk about two things, the two key things I see people make mistakes on with KPIs. And those two mistakes are, and it's going to sound funny when I say it, but I'm telling you it's the truth. Number one, they don't use KPIs at all, which is a huge mistake. And number two, they use too many KPIs. Now, let me explain that because you're going to say, wait a minute, I thought you said they were great, and then you're telling me don't use too many of them. So the problem with it becomes, if you don't use them at all, first of all, you're missing out on a huge opportunity to have your team, yourself, focused on, again, key things that are driving. They're moving the needle for your business. Um, and so you miss, you're completely missing out if you don't um, take advantage of that and, and track these things. However, it can also, it's like one of those things that's a strength that you're really good at, but you're so good at it that it becomes almost a, a fault. Um, I always tell people, I am strategic to a fault. Like I'm thinking three years out, which is really, really good for what I do and helping business owners. Um, but at the mean, in the meantime, sometimes I, you know, trip over the proverbial curve that's right in front of me because I'm, I'm thinking three years out. So it's, it's like a strength that's too strong almost sometimes. Um, and so that's what happens. Sometimes people get locked into KPIs. They see how powerful they are and then they just go crazy, um, with KPIs and using way too many KPIs and tracking way too many. And the example I like to give with that is, um, how many people, and maybe, some of you have done this yourselves. Um, you decide you're going to lose weight. And so you say, oh, man, I got this whatever, class reunion or vacation, and we're going to be on the beach and all that. I'm going to be in the pool or whatever. Whatever your reason is, you decide you're going to lose weight. Well, of course, we're, everyone wants results right away. No one wants, you know, it took them three years to put the weight on, but they want to take it off in, you know, six weeks. It's just human nature. We're all, we're, almost all of us are wired that way. And so what happens is in this situation where you want to lose weight is you try to do 12 different things at the same time. Now, you can't go from being uh, Carl Couch Potato to doing 12 healthy things all at once. And it, you can, but you'll fail. And so, you know, think about trying to lose weight and you say, okay, well, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm not going to eat carbs, no sugar, which are carbs. Uh, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. I'm going to train with weights four times a week. I'm going to do cardio five times a week. I'm going to go to bed by 10 o'clock every night. I'm going to get eight hours of sleep every night. Think about it. You get that long list. It's too many things to focus on. And that's the best analogy I can give you is you just try to focus on way too many things and you end up getting nothing accomplished. So what I suggest is to track no more than five each month. And then as you get those kind of down and, and good to go, um, you can move them to almost a second page, right? So let's say two of them are where they need to be. They're at your target. They're at a good spot. You move them to sort of a second page of secondary KPIs that you keep an eye on, right? Because you don't want them to slip back into being um, in a bad in a bad spot. But then you replace those with two more, right? So you continue to raise the bar in your business. You continue to get more efficient. Um, the one thing I'll talk about, and I've only got about a minute here before we uh, break, but I wanted to mention this one is that I promised, is billable hours, 
And this is not just for law firms and professional service firms. This is for any service business. So if you have an HVAC business, you're an electrician, you're a plumber, um, you're a chimney sweep. I mean, any business where you're billing out your tech's time. So they go out, they do two hours of work at the house. You bill them out at maybe double the rate, right? So maybe you pay them 20 bucks an hour. You bill the customer at 40 bucks, and you feel like you're in a good spot. Um, you're not always. So you have to look at the percentage of time. So that employee, let's say, is you're paying them 40 hours a week. And you need to look at how many of those 40 hours actually get billed to a customer. That is a key measure. And one, that if you start looking at, I almost guarantee you, if you don't track it already, you'll be very surprised and maybe a little disappointed by the results. Um, we're going to hit the break, and I want to um, expound on it a little bit more because this one's really, really important and can help you in your business a, a good bit. So come back after the break, and we'll give the Mr. Biz tip of the week and keep diving into efficiency improvements. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit checkoffyourlist.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at checkoffyourlist.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back. Okay. So the Mr. Biz tip of the week this week is, and some of you have heard me say this before, the quickest way to improve your cash flow. So anyone who has cash flow problems, the quickest way to do that is to shorten what I like to call your payable receivable cycle. And that is essentially... Um, you're stretching out when you're paying your bills, although not being late, um, and shortening how long it takes you to get money from your sales, so your collections process. So it's not taking you, if you work on a net 30 basis and you're at, you know, your average is 45 days, that's a problem, right? We want to shrink that down and get it less than 30. Um, by the same token, if most of the invoices that you pay for your business to other providers are net 30 you don't need to pay those in five days, right? You can stretch that out a little bit, not be late, um, but you can stretch that out a little bit. There are a whole bunch of different ways, and I've got a bunch of videos, and uh, we've done some shows talking about that in a lot more detail, so I won't belabor the point here today, um, but that's a very, very important one for improving your cash flow. All right, so let's get back into this um, finishing answer, finish answering Paul's question about um, the best way to improve efficiency. So talking about billable hours, and uh, the example I gave right before we hit the break was you know, let's say you bill the customer at double the hourly rate you pay your employee. Now, you think that's great, right? So I'm in, I'm in a huge advantage there. So I'm going to break even point. If if Joe, work, worker Joe, um, I pay him $20 an hour, I charge the customer at $40 an hour, you know, as long as he works four hours a day, I'm at break even. You're not. That is the That is the situation where you're looking at more of the gross margin as opposed to your net profit margin. So the things that are missing 
from that whole calculation. And again, we're taking aside any materials. Of course, you uh, presumably have a markup on your materials as well. But just from an employee's perspective, forgetting materials for a second, you're you're missing all of your overhead expense, first of all. Um, you're missing if you have employee benefits that you give, right? That's not included in, in, in the worker, you know, the tax rate, things like that. So, But this is one of those things that if you look at it and you begin tracking it as a KPI, it will improve. And what I would suggest is go to your guys, your girls that are working for you, and tell them, hey, we're going to start tracking this. This is an important thing, and it will move. It will change. It will improve. I guarantee you it will because you know everyone will be focused on it, and you can work on ways to make it better and better, and there's a whole bunch of different ways to do that. But that one is a critical one, and any type of service business I work with, we definitely, definitely look at that, uh, the percentage. We call it utilization percentage. It's basically how many hours, if you're paying for 40 hours a week, how, what percentage of those hours are actually getting billed, are revenue-producing hours is, is another way to put it. So thanks for the question, Paul. Really appreciate it. Hopefully that was helpful. All right, so let's move on. First, I want to tell you that BDB Radio is brought to you by Capital Plus. They help you unlock your capital and unleash your potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right, so the next question comes to us from Jerry. And Jerry is asking about, about hiring. So he's having problems hiring people. It's a long uh, paragraph, so I'll try to paraphrase a little bit here. But he's asking how to be able to hire people better. Um, and he mentions one particular thing that I will, I'm going to focus on here because other people may be using this. And he's talking about using Craigslist to hire people. And he has a service-related uh, business. I'll tell you, the first way I'll start with it is plain and simple. Do not use Craigslist. It's awful to use to fill jobs. Um, almost any kind of job you have. Now, f- five years ago, ten years ago, probably you could use Craigslist and have a lot more success. Um, you know, the, I, I had a note written down here is that that's so 2012. Um, so, um, so I think it worked, uh, a lot better in the past, but nowadays what happens is you fall into this trap of, I had a client tell me when I first started working with him, one of his challenges that we wanted to work on initially was the fact that he was having trouble. He was having turnover. So we had to address that problem first of all. And then second of all, when he did have the turnover, he was having difficulty filling those positions on a timely basis. And what he told me literally, and he probably embellished a little bit, but, um, from what I saw, it wasn't a whole lot embellished was. He said, I literally have to interview 15 people to find one decent person. And he wasn't, he was in a service-related business. Uh, essentially, he, for the most part, he was hiring uh, warehouse worker type people, something that you could hire someone that literally didn't need any experience. You're not hiring someone who has a PhD in neuroscience, right, that you'd have a very no, narrow window of people to, to find and very specialized um, uh, knowledge or experience. This is, you know, you can hire virtually anyone, um, and what was happening is he was using Craigslist exclusively. And that's that's and that's been in my experience with other businesses as well that have tried to use Craigslist and they try to use it because it's free, which I get. Love to save a buck when you can. But I really feel like, especially nowadays, those that's just a terrible source of employees. That are that's I hate to say this, but it, what my experience has been those are people who really don't want to work. They're maybe maybe they're on unemployment and they're required to apply to X number of jobs per week and they're just sort of checking the box. If you do end up hiring them, it very rarely works out. That's the whole you know interviewing fifteen people to find one decent one, and then who knows if the one that you think is decent through the interview process even ends up sticking. 
Um, it, it's just not good. Do not, do not, do not use Craigslist to fill jobs. Um, I mean, if you needed someone to, you know, rake up leaves in your yard on a Saturday to help you or something, maybe, right? You can find a, a teenager or something like that that wants to help you do something like that. But if you're looking to hire a, an employee, um, it's it's not a good source, not a good source at all. So please, please, please do not, do not use Craigslist. Um, so hopefully, Jerry, uh, that, that told you enough. Now, you might be asking, okay, well, so what do I use? So there's a whole bunch of things, and this is an unintentional but I guess sort of shameless plug. So uh, my latest book, Pathway to Profits, we have a whole chapter on how to hire better people and hire them faster, and we have a whole laundry list of things to do. But, you know, just really quickly off the top of my head, tap into your network, um, you know, put it on your Facebook page, your Facebook business page, share it to your personal page, um, put it on your website, um, and make sure that you can send people there. Uh, along the same lines, have an application on your website. So when you, you know, you can send someone there, it's easy. You don't have to take a bunch of phone calls. You can just send them to the website. You have an application on there that'll also help keep, uh, Hope you keep a good, healthy pipeline. All right. Um, let me see here. We're about a, just a little under two minutes to go here. All right, well, let's start here, and we'll, we'll probably have to finish this one after. Let me see if I can find actually a quick one. And then there's not a, not a lot of quick ones here. Oh, yeah, wait, this one, I can probably do this one pretty quick. This one comes to us from Tina, and she is asking about, she said, I hear you refer to external risks. And I don't know what risks are out there. I don't know a whole lot about this, that that topic. All right, so here's one I'll tell you is one way to address some external risks. It's a quick one: is secret shop your competitors annually. Um, you want to make sure they don't know that it's you. So hire your brother, sister, aunt, neighbor, cousin, whatever, um, and secret shop them. Have a comparable product to what you have. Have your secret shopper um, get a bid, get an estimate, things like that. It just gives you an idea. I mean, a bunch of silly things you can find out. Not silly, but things that you wouldn't even think of when you go through the process. Have your person who does the estimating go out and do an estimate on this exact same project or job. And don't tell them that it's a secret shopping job or whatever. So you can really get a good comparison and you can see how you compare, not only from a pricing perspective, but you know things like we found with one of my clients looking at the invoices and how much better our invoice was and how much friendlier it looked and the terms on it and the terminology on it. I mean, things like that make a difference when people are making decisions between a couple of different vendors. So you can learn a lot from secret shopping. So definitely, definitely, definitely do that. And that's one of those ways you can address some potential external risks that you're unaware of. Um, you'll, those will stick out to you, um, I should say. All right, so I think that's it for this. Uh, we're going to head the break. We'll come back, and we'll try to hit another one or two questions here before we close it out. So join us again after the break on B2B Radio. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. 
If you are interested, please email us at info at mrbizsolutions.com. Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And uh, we are working through some a backlog. Uh, Mr. Biz has been a slacker here on answering some listener questions. And so we're working through that backlog. And so I'm hoping we can get through two during this final segment but we will do another show because I want to make sure I get through um, more and get, answer more of these during the show as opposed to just a, a, an email back. Um, so the next question is talking about, um, it is from, let's see here, this is from Rob. And actually, uh, I should stop and say thank you, Tina, for the prior question. Uh, again, always appreciate questions from you guys. Hopefully I'm able to help you. Um, so the question that Rob has is again a long question, but essentially he's asking uh, about an. Uh, he's trying to expand his business, and um, let me see here. He's trying to expand his business, and he's looking for some tips on the best way to do that. And it, with expansion, he's talking about not necessarily locations or anything like that, but more so the market area that he's in. All right, so a few things that I would say to consider with that um, that are very important. So. First of all, and this one's pretty obvious, but make sure you consider, and he has a service business, he's in the HVAC, HVAC world, definitely consider mileage on your vehicles um, and, and travel time from where you are. And that, under that guise, you can consider, um, you can consider as you expand, let's say you're expanding in another suburb of your city, um, the city you're in. You can consider having one of your techs that lives maybe in that area taking one of your company vehicles home with them for the night. Now, obviously, there's a whole, there are risks involved with that, so you have to make sure you're you know not giving that to someone who's irresponsible. However, that is a a way to do that, and that that helps reduce that's going to make your employee happier because they don't have to drive into the shop to pick up a vehicle and then drive back out towards where they live. They can go straight from there, and it's going to save you a bunch of time. Um, it, depending if they have, let's say they have a half hour commute each way to get back and forth. I mean, that saves you an hour, um, saves them an hour as well. So they'll be happy about that. Um, consider the travel time when you have your guys or girls traveling to the area. Um, as far as when I say consider the travel time, duh, but I mean the, in the, in your pricing. So do you want to consider either bumping up your pricing in, in areas that are a little bit further geographically away from home base? Um, if you can't lessen some of it with, like I had mentioned, um, just a minute ago about, um, letting some of your workers have vehicles at home. Um, but, or you maybe have a travel charge, maybe you bake it in. I'll tell you my experience. When you tell people there's a travel charge, that's a big turnoff nowadays. If you charge extra for gas or, you know, things like that, that's a big turnoff. My suggestion is bake it into your pricing. So maybe for that particular area, maybe I'll make this up off, you know, off the cuff, but Maybe within a 20-mile radius of home base, there's no you, you have at pricing X. Um, anything outside between 20 and you're up, you're, you know, you'll go up to, I don't know, call it uh, 35 miles out. That 21 to 35 miles away from home base, maybe you add, and again, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. You got to do the work the numbers, but maybe you add 10% to your pricing um, to make up for that. The travel time, so you're paying your techs while they're riding in the vehicle. You know that's not a revenue-producing activity; it's not an RP, RPA. Um, and so you want to make up for that. 
Uh, but you don't blatantly tell the customer, hey, I'm going to charge you extra because you're so darn far away. Um, and it might be that the pricing you would need to do, that, that 10% increase, might price you out of that market. right? Maybe you're not competitive at that point and you can't grow your business in that way, so you have to consider that. But the other thing I'll mention as far as growing um, geographically, this is a huge thing that um, uh, it seems a lot of folks aren't as aware of, is you can do uh, a lot of marketing and you can ge- what's called geofencing the area which um, for lack of a better term, I guess, or lack of better explanation is basically you can put a pin on a map and put a radius around that pin, and that's called geofencing. You're saying, hey, this in this circle, I want to really target it. You can do that in a lot of different things now. I know Google does it. Facebook does it. I mean, there's a lot of different options to where you can specifically say, like I said in an example earlier of you're expanding into a new suburb of your city, you can really target your marketing to just that area. Maybe it's a five-mile radius circle in that particular suburb, um, and you can focus it in on growing in that area. Maybe you offer new uh, specials because you're new to the area. Um, you know, all sorts of different things you can do, but you can utilize that geofencing um, to really hone in your targeting. And so that way, you're you're using more of a of a um, uh, not a shotgun approach, right? You're not you're not splattering um, pellets all over the board. You're you're shooting one specific bullet, um, a lot more uh, tighter radius, and that definitely helps utilize your marketing spend in a much more meaningful way and where you want it, where you want it focused. Um, so those are some some things I would say to consider when you're expanding your business into new areas and new new geographic areas to to consider those things. So thank you, Rob, for that question. Next question is from Derek, and Derek says, what is your number one cash flow tip? Oh, man. You know, for someone who who, who calls himself a cash flow pro, that's a tough one. Um, I guess, um, hmm, there's a bunch. Um, I guess what I'll say is accepting credit cards. Um, if you don't accept credit cards already, you should. I know a lot of folks are hesitant to pay the you know two or three percent charge, but think about it. There hasn't been an instance. I usually say it's it's almost always makes sense. I haven't found an instance where it hadn't made hasn't made sense yet. Um, there's probably an example out there, but it takes you out of the collection game in a lot of cases. And if you have a collection situation, it also can help alleviate that. So imagine you've got a net thirty invoice. It's forty five days. You, you're they're 15 days late. Whoever in your company handles collections, they make the phone call, they get a hold of the owner, they say, hey, wanted to check on this invoice, we haven't been paid yet, and you can offer to take payment right there over the phone. Not You don't get the infamous, the check is in the mail crap. You can say, hey, you know, we're in a position, or you, you know, can you make the payment now? And a lot of times people will feel on the spot in that situation, and they'll pay you, especially if they can just, you know, whip out a credit card and, and uh, give you some numbers and pay for that. So it alleviates that situation. Um, a couple other things. Consumers spend 12 to 18% more when they use a credit card because it's just not as you know kind of real as using cash and things like that. Um, so that's something that can be a benefit for you, right? Maybe you can do, maybe you're, you can have end up over the year having more upsell opportunities because people are a little, spend a little more freely when they're using um, uh, a credit card. It just makes things so much easier. It makes it, I talk about this all the time, but it makes it easier to do business with you um, if you accept credit cards. 
You can accept them online. I mean, there's just so many easy ways to do it now. You shouldn't be paying more than 3%. Um, if you are, you're being ripped off, and you should seek other uh, other avenues for that. Uh, I mean, today's day and age, and especially if you're doing a lot of volume, you could pay even less than that. But it shouldn't be no more than 3%. I think even uh, Stripe is a very popular one. And I think Stripe, I think the last time I checked, even at a very minimal volume, like no no minimum volume, I should say, I think it's 2.9% plus maybe like 30 cents a transaction or something like that. So it's going to keep you under that, that 3% threshold that I'm talking about. But so Stripe is readily available. You can easily implement that. I mean, literally it can take you an hour to set Stripe up. Um, probably less. So there's no excuse to not do that, and there's no excuse to not um, accept credit cards in your business. It just makes things so much easier. You get the cash immediately. You're not waiting on the check, and then you get the check, and you got to take it to the bank, and then you know maybe it takes you a day to get to the bank, and then it takes a day to get into your account. And so that credit card stuff is just uh, it's it expedites things um, a lot and makes a big difference. So that is all we're going to have time for, unfortunately. So thanks, Derek, for the question. Um, we are going to do another show here to answer some more questions and knock some more of these out. Appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate the, the questions, as I mentioned. Please, please do not hesitate. Um, I, like I said, I do. If you follow me on uh, follow the Facebook page as well. We've got videos out there. We do a ton of videos um, on different topics like this. We try to hit you know four, five, six minute videos to talk about things like this. So thanks for listening. Thanks to our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week. And don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.